morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I am glad that you are here to join with me today for a nice cup of coffee to <clears throat> hopefully clear my clogged up throat <laughs> and, uh, and be able to get through everything today. Oh, it is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. And uh, uh, it's a good morning so far. I am up. I am moving around. It is, what time is it? It's 10 till 5. And uh, dragging a little bit, trying to get up and going. My internet was causing some issues. It wasn't wanting to work. Um, I don't know if it's the phone, the internet. You know, I've got a speed checker thing. And it was like, yep, everything's good and cool. And it's like, well, then how come things are not? loading up in my Facebook feed. So I restarted the, the phone and, oh, just a, another breakdown. <laughs> so hopefully things are going to work well for the podcast. <coughs> and you'll have to excuse my throat because I uh, was out doing mowing over the weekend, as I mentioned yesterday, and I did more mowing yesterday. And I enjoyed the pleasure of a cigar while mowing in the afternoon. And just because that's a thing I do on rare occasions, I will have one. And then my throat slaps me around for a day or two afterwards. So we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. <clears throat> anyway, well, uh, yeah, I have, I've, I've now finished the uh, field mowing. There's, uh, uh, I did not get everything mowed that I hoped to get mowed, which was everything. Um, but I got all the areas where there were trees that need to be knocked down. I did some uh, key mowing in a little area that uh, uh, my parents always called the park. Uh, I call it the Hickory Grove. Um, and was able to get in there with the bush hog. Uh, but all the different trees are knocked down out in the CRP that, you know, just spring up from year to year. But the reason I didn't get everything else done and the reason I'm done for the season is it started making a strange sound. So I pulled it into the uh, barn lot and took out the big heavy-duty uh, backpack gas-powered leaf blower. Oh, if you've never used one, oh, the power. <laughs> Blew off all the trash and everything off of the, uh, the mower. It looks fantastic. And I found a bolt laying there on the mower deck. And it's like, how come that didn't blow off when I was blowing off all this trash? But it didn't. And I'm really glad. Because I started looking going, okay, now why is this? And I wanted to see if the, the, but I didn't find right away where, <clears throat> where it came off. So I started up the mower again, just briefly. And I immediately heard the rattle sound and I saw, oh, this is where, uh, you know, the, the, the middle blade, it wasn't cutting whenever I first heard the sound, the out, it's a bat wing. It has three blades underneath 15 foot wide. And the middle one wasn't cutting. So I was looking and it's like, well, the blades are turning. Let's investigate a little bit more. And I started taking off some shields. And I found on the gearbox for that <clears throat> center blade, it has a 
plate that the drive, I guess you would call it the drive shaft, it's actually called the PTO, the power takeoff, uh, comes into that gearbox. That plate had one bolt missing, two bolts were completely unscrewed from it, one was holding it on, and it was bent. <sighs> this is the story of my life with farming. So I'm done for the season. I've got it geared or getting it ready to uh, become roadworthy and take it into the shop and have them fix it because it's beyond my fixing. You know what? You never know what the day is going to bring, do you? You don't know. You know, things were going good. I was taking care of stuff lickety split out there. And, um, yeah, then all of a sudden this happens, so you never know, which kind of leads us in as a good segue that I wasn't necessarily planning to uh, today's uh, devotional reading. Again, it's from Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young, and today we are, uh, if you're following along on your own copy, we're looking at January 13th. So, um, again, this is speaking in the first person as if it is Jesus talking. <clears throat> Try to view each day as an adventure, carefully planned out by your guide. Instead of staring into the day that is ahead of you, attempting to program it according to your will, be attentive to me and to all I have prepared for you. <clears throat> Thank me for this day of life, recognizing that it is a precious, unrepeatable gift. Rec um, trust that I am with you each moment, whether you sense my presence or not. A thankful, trusting attitude helps you to see events in your life from my perspective. A life lived close to me will never be dull or predictable. Expect each day to contain surprises. Resist your tendency to search for the easiest route through the day. Be willing to follow wherever I lead, no matter how steep or treacherous the path before you. The safest place is to be to be is by my side. Yeah, yesterday seemed like an adventure. <laughs> but as you think about it, can you accurately predict what each day is going to bring? No, we've talked about this already. You can't. I can't. The only one who knows is God himself. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's God's the only one who knows. So as we draw closer to Christ regarding the day, what are we doing? We're trusting him. He knows. He wants good for us, not evil. But since we live in a fallen, sinful world, there is evil out there. There is bad out there. There are calamities out there. 
but he doesn't say, I'm going to dodge you around each and every thing. No. Do we grow the most when things always go our way? Mm -mm. No, we don't. We grow with challenges. If you go to, uh, I don't know, some of you may belong to a fitness center or a gym, uh, Planet Fitness, you know, something like that. Um, when you go in there, um, do you only do things to the point where you're about ready to break a sweat <laughs> and then stop? Do you uh, go out there and if you're doing free weights, do you simply uh, find the lightest bar and don't put weights on it and then lift and call it a workout? If you want to become more physically fit, you have to face resistance. You have to face the challenges. You have to learn how to push yourself beyond what you realize that you could. That's how you achieve more. That's how you grow. How does a person be able to lift 200 pounds? Are they born that way? No. They have to work at it. They have to face a level of physical adversity in order to do that. Well, as we face each and every day, if everything just went great, where's the adversity? Where's the challenge? Where's the growth? Where's the if we don't ever need God, how willingly do we grow towards him? See, each person's different. Each person has a different personality. They have different life experiences. They have different attitudes. We are not born as a blank slate, all identical. That's one of the things that I remember in in some of my early psychology classes was, you know, the the idea of being, you know, proposing the notion that children all are all born the same. <laughs> Obviously, they were not parents. <laughs> and because uh, that's not the way reality is. So does God have just one size fits all for each person? Uh -uh. Nope. That's what is the amazing part of God. There is not a one-size-fits-all. He has a plan that is unique for each and every person. And as this uh, devotion says, you know, uh, all the way down to each and every day. Let me go over it uh, line by line here. Try to view each day as an adventure. Let's just stop there. Try to view each day as an adventure. This is talking about the idea of interpretation. This is how you choose to interpret what's coming on. There are some folks that because of the circumstances they are facing, they may have gotten into a pattern of, oh crap, I woke up. What kind of crap is going to happen to me today? And I'm not going to fault a person for having that, that attitude, that, that belief, that because, because, you know, some folks, 
they're they've had a lot. They've had a lot that has happened that has been very different from what they anticipated life to be. But that's not where you want to stop. That's not where you want to stay. Try to view each day as an adventure. Some people's life adventure is short. Some it's long. But each day, if we view it as an adventure, that sets us with a different kind of expectation. Then the sentence continues. Carefully planned out by your guide. And it's a capital G. Because in this case, we're looking at Jesus. Carefully planned out by Jesus. Does that mean if there's bad things happening, it's his fault? Bad things happen because of sin. God did not create sin. God has allowed sin for his reasons. He could have snuffed out Adam and Eve and Lucifer all at the beginning. All with the first sin, just poof, snuffed them out of existence and let's try it again. That's, that wasn't his plan. I'm not going to pretend to understand all aspects of his plan. There are times where, you know, I think God just kind of brings something to my attention and all of a sudden puzzle pieces fit together. And it's like, oh, I get it. But I'm never going to understand the whole thing. You're not going to understand the whole thing. But here, try to view each day as an adventure carefully planned out by your guide. Instead of staring into the day that is ahead of you, attempting to program it according to your will, be attentive to me and to all I have prepared for you. You know, if you go into a nice restaurant, um, probably the nicest one I was in um, was down on uh, uh, Grand Cayman. Many, many moons ago, about 30 years ago. And uh, it was at a restaurant called The Lighthouse. And they had a guy who is surely retired now. Because um, he was, he was, <laughs> now as I think about it, he's probably, he was probably about my age now. Gosh, that's despairing. <laughs> but he was a German master chef, and this was his restaurant. And there were no menus. They had kind of a sample menu at the front whenever you stopped in to make your reservation. Because you didn't eat there unless you had a reservation. Reservation, not reservation. Reservation. <laughs> and uh, to give you an idea of what it was going to cost. And this was not a cheap place uh, back in the day. But it was a unique opportunity, a unique experience. And uh, they said, you can either eat at 6 o'clock or at 8 o'clock. But those were the only two serving times. I was like, ooh, kind of wild. Go in there, and a waitress brings our drinks. And then see this guy come out with a white apron around his waist. And he has a notepad in his hand. And a bar stool in the other. And he comes around from table to table because we're all seated there. And he eventually makes it to our table. And 
He says, I am so-and-so the chef. This is my restaurant. Let me share, let me tell you what I have prepared for you this evening. And he went down, you know, from, you know, like different appetizers to the, the main course, to the sides, to the desserts, all that. And you had a choice between kind of like A or B for each item. You didn't go into that restaurant and say, yeah, I'd like this or this or this or this, and they whip it up. This was not a grill. This was a master chef who had laid out what he was preparing. And what was brought to our table was like what you see on some of these, you know, uh, cooking contest shows where, you know, these incredible things are prepared. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, but you see, we went in there for the experience and we didn't have to plan it out. We didn't have to figure out how we were going to control our meal. We had a simple few choices, left path, right path, A or B. Yet those paths were all prepared. And the meal was incredible. And if you're wondering how much it was in 30 years ago dollars, we dropped a hundred bucks. So, <laughs> so let me come back to this. Instead of staring into the day that is ahead of you, attempting to program it according to your will, be attentive to me and all I have prepared for you. Just like that chef, go through your day, go through your meal. Thank me for this day of life, recognizing that it is a precious, unrepeatable gift. But wait, I'm just going to work. I go to work every day. Each day is different. Each day has another set of opportunities, another set of challenges, another set of blessings. Trust that I am with you each moment, whether you sense my presence or not. See, we can be distracted by what's going on around us and not recognize that Jesus is with us because we don't feel that. That doesn't mean he's not there. It just means we're distracted. So in those moments, we just need to accept by faith. He is here. He is here. And if he's with us, there may be things that we're celebrating and enjoying. There may be things we're simply having to endure. A thankful, trusting attitude helps you to see events in your life from my perspective. See, if we, if, if, if rather than a, tr a thankful, trusting attitude, if we think of it, in an angry way because something unpleasant is happening. Are we seeing it from his perspective? Are we looking for the good in the circumstances we're facing? Or are we cherry picking the rotten apples off the tree and condemning the whole tree? Even though there's plenty of good, ripe, normal, healthy, tasty apples there. 
What are we focused on? Be th- a thankful, trusting attitude helps you to see events in your life from my perspective. A life lived close to me will never be dull or predictable. True. True. Because when we live a life where we strive to be closer and closer to Christ in our actions, in our mindset, from our perspective, knowing we're not going to be perfect, but that isn't what we're requested to be. God knows we can't be in this life. That's the whole concept of forgiveness. That's the whole concept of the cross. We can't be perfect, but that doesn't matter at this point. When we keep striving to be closer and closer to him, it's not going to be dull. He's going to open up opportunities, and we will be able to see opportunities to demonstrate the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To demonstrate how Christ can live in people and reach out to people. Expect each day to contain surprises. A surprise is something unexpected where the interpretation is good. If your interpretation is good, stuff other people consider horrible or tragedy don't have to seem that way. Resist your temptation to search for the easiest route through the day. Be willing to follow wherever I lead. Again, let him lead you. Don't look for shortcuts. You don't know what's on the shortcut that he's not planning for you. And you don't know what's on the the long way around that he has planned for you. Be willing to follow wherever I lead. No matter how steep or treacherous the path before you, the safest place to be is by my side. Yep. The safest place to be is by my side. That doesn't mean that he will always protect us from injury or illness or even death. No one's getting out of this life alive. So he is with us all the way to that point as well. And I saw that a lot when I worked in hospice. I saw peace that didn't make sense in the eyes of my patients. I saw so many that when they received the news that the, the chemo wasn't working or this or that wasn't working and that their condition was now terminal. I saw so many where getting the news was not distressful. Getting the news was a sense of relief. Getting the news was a sense of relief. Why? There could be a variety of different reasons. But I think one good reason was also that They had him, they were on the path with him, with Christ. The safest place to be is by my side. 
All right, let me find my glasses. What did I do with my... No, they're not on my head. There they are. Okay, now I can look and see the computer here, and let's take a look at some of the different scripture verses that she has pulled out. The first is Psalm 118, verse 24. And uh, this is... Uh, this is a psalm where this section has rejoicing, and it's looking at Christ. And let me just cover the whole paragraph here. It's verse 19 through 24. So the last one we have is the, the actual verse that we're, we're focusing on. But it says, Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord, the righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builder rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Then here's verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It's not, this is the day that it's happened to come about. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Yes, we should. The second is from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And uh, this, I'm going to also read the, a couple of verses before, uh, because this is uh, uh, specifically... Uh, talking about uh, uh, Israel, uh, Jacob, actually, uh, who was uh, known as Israel. Uh, you know, had Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob uh, for the three patriarchs. But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, saying to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you off. Then here's the verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now here God's specifically talking, you know, uh, in the Psalms, uh, it's a reference to Jacob, who was, God changed his name to Israel. And then you have all of his descendants are Israel. And the Apostle Paul says that we Gentiles are grafted in to uh, this plan to this uh, lineage we are grafted in, adopted in. And so many of the different blessings that were spoken then also apply to us now. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Let me move on quickly to 1 Peter chapter 2, 
and this is verse 21. And uh, I'm just going to read this verse because time is running short. For to you, I'm sorry, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. The uh, context here is the idea that um, Paul was saying, you know, if you are a servant, you know, be respectful as you serve your masters, whether they're good and gentle or unjust. It's the idea that you do the right thing, even though there's bad things happening to you. And he gives Christ as the example uh, where he's saying, you know, when he was up there on the cross and, and people were being mean, he was not being mean back. Uh, if, but if, but if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in God's sight for you have been called because Christ has also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you may follow in his footsteps. I wish we had more time to talk about that, but I can only do 30 minutes and we are knocking on the door of 30 minutes. So look up that section. Again, it's it's 1 Peter chapter 2. And just look those first few verses before verse 21. And uh, it's a good verse. It's a good verse to study. All right, that's it for today. I hope this was good for you. I really enjoyed this. I'm enjoying this whole thing. If you are, go out to my Facebook page, Morning Coffee with Larry, and give me some feedback. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.